Hello and welcome to the first episode of Let's Plan Your Wedding podcast. I'm your host, Danny C. from Danny Wedding Planning. I'm a longtime wedding planner, wedding photographer, and videographer, and just general wedding enthusiast. And I love helping couples plan their dream weddings from start to finish. I've developed a framework that I think is really helpful, and I want to walk you through it in this podcast. If you're here, I'm assuming you're engaged or you're going to get engaged soon or you just like learning new things and you are interested in what to do first. Welcome, let's dive in. So what do you do first? Well, if you're engaged, I actually hope that you've spent some time as the unspoken step one announcing your engagement. Definitely let friends and family know that you're engaged, receive well wishes, retell your proposal story, um, just spend some time as a couple celebrating this benchmark in your relationship. So that truly is step one. But as far as planning your event goes, step one is understanding the framework for wedding planning. I find this is a really common question because people will Google things, they will get right into wedding planning, but then they will become fatigued by the amount of choices they have and they just, they get overwhelmed. So we're going to talk about how wedding planning works. And I like to think of wedding planning in three phases. Phase one, I call the establisher phase. What does everybody ask you when you get engaged? When is the wedding and where is the wedding? And those are two really important factors of wedding planning. That's your date and your venue. But along with that, you're also needing to consider your guest list, so how many people you're accommodating, and your budget, what you are going to be able to spend, you know, who's contributing to the wedding, that kind of thing. Also in the establisher phase, you might determine your vibe and preferences for your wedding, and also think about whether or not you need a wedding planner from the beginning, or potentially a day of or month of coordinator toward the end. And a lot of people get right on dress shopping if that's important to you. This phase is going to start with you doing some general dreaming and brainstorming. We're actually going to get into that today. And it ends with you sending out your save the dates because you've set your date. Phase two is where you're going to spend the majority of your time. If you've spent, you know, the first three months in the establisher phase, you're quickly going to start moving into the vendor phase. And that's booking all of your vendors. A vendor is anyone who provides a good or service to your event. And there are a lot of vendors for weddings. You could probably think through from start to finish all of the vendors you would need from hair and makeup at the beginning of the day to anything the venue doesn't provide that you might need to rent tables and chairs, linens, heat lamps, umbrellas, silverware, portable restrooms, a DJ, catering, alcohol, linens, rings, photography and video, room blocks and transportation. There are a lot of vendors to reach out to, get quotes from, and ultimately book, and that's why you give yourself the majority of your timeline in this phase. Because the last phase I call one month out, and it is done one month out. It's really important to be diligent in the vendor phase because there are inevitably things that you can't do until one month before your wedding. 30 days before you'll get your marriage license, you'll likely be fielding all of your RSVPs and putting together your final guest count, your seating chart, printing programs for the day of, and just reaching out to and solidifying all the details with all of your vendors. So that is why you need to give yourself that last four weeks to really double check all the work you've been doing and make sure it's all going to come together. 
You might even want to put it in the hands of a month of coordinator, a week of coordinator. Those people exist and they can be very helpful to ultimately bring your vision over the finish line. And that is wedding planning in a nutshell. If it sounds easy, that's because it is, in a way, an event. And events happen all the time. Events just take coordination and planning, and they take execution of your vision. They take hard work and diligence, but they are absolutely possible. But if that sounded like a lot, if it sounded overwhelming, or if you just know that wedding planning is overwhelming because you've been a part of other people's weddings and you're wondering why, there's a lot of reasons for that. And I, I bring this part up right now just because... I want to validate if you're having a tough time or if it's causing you any anxiety. I don't know if you ever did any group projects in school. I would consider wedding planning probably the most expensive and important group project you may ever embark on with all of your family and friends. Just like in group projects, there is a division of responsibility. Uh, They have a lot of different people on your team all contributing toward the same goal. And you might have been that person in a group project that was the procrastinator that everybody else was kind of mad at, but you liked the freedom of doing things on your own timeline. Or maybe you were the person who was really mad at all the people who weren't turning in their pieces on time and more work was falling on your shoulders. That is going to be wedding planning with all of your closest family members. So it can be challenging in that way, but comfort yourself in knowing that there are steps you can take, there are things you can do, and you can make it simpler by doing something right the first time and trusting your vision from the beginning. The establisher phase is actually a really important phase, and that's where you are right now. You are at the beginning of wedding planning, and as you know, there are a lot of different ways that you can have. Maybe you've been to weddings you love. Maybe you've been to weddings that you thought to yourself, I do not want a wedding like this. And now is the time to chat with your partner and really dream about what the best wedding is going to be for you as a couple. So now that we've done the actual step one, which is understanding wedding planning, let's kick it off with some general dreaming, just some fun exercises that you can do with your partner to get your mind moving in the right direction, to get your imagination going about your wedding. So if you have time to loop your partner in for this next part, it can be really fun to do together. Let's just do a couple dream exercises together to talk about weddings. Dream exercise number one, I call it three words. What are three words to describe your perfect wedding? If you could only use three adjectives to talk about a successful wedding or what a perfect wedding would mean to you, what would those three words be? I often hear words like fun, party, family, booze, music. I know not all those are adjectives, that's okay. You can use adjectives and nouns. But I also have heard sentimental, intimate, special, and religious. So even though you may think the three words that pop into your mind are what everybody thinks, you'd be surprised at the variance of words that you can come up with. So brainstorm some of those, it can be fun. Another fun exercise to do is to make three sentences, your top three priorities for your wedding day. So, you know, using those words that you've come up with or just brainstorming some new ideas all together, what are the three determining factors to make your wedding a success? I'm going to give you a freebie, like in bingo when you have like the box that you get to like check off. You don't have to put that you'll be legally married by the end. That is going to be, you know, the goal in general. But beyond that, what three things do you want to happen on your wedding day that would make it a success to you? Is it that all of your family and friends are gathered in one place? Is it that it is 
outside and you are in nature together? Or is it that it's inside and that it feels very formal? What are three, and you can have more than three, but what are a couple of your top priorities for your wedding day that if you could at least check those off, you would feel like your wedding day was a success? Dream exercise number three, best and worst weddings ever. Okay, we're not going to spend a ton of time trashing all the other weddings that we didn't like, but it could be helpful to discuss with your partner any bad experiences you've had at a wedding that you want to avoid and in general kind of other weddings that you've liked that you might be unknowingly pulling from for inspiration. Talk about some of the best and worst wedding experiences you've had together. Dream exercise number four. We talked about how right at the beginning, you're going to have to make choices with your venue, your date, your guest list, and your budget. Those are four of the main building blocks of what you are going to do at the very beginning of your wedding. It can be helpful to rate these things. And so just to get your mind moving in the direction of where am I flexible and where am I not flexible, what is the most important thing of those four building blocks and what is the least important thing? Is it more important to have the venue of your dreams and you're flexible on the season of your wedding? Or is it super important that you accommodate all of your guests, guest list being the most important, but you don't really care where it is or when it is? Go ahead and rate those things. It doesn't have to be perfect. Obviously, budget is usually a huge consideration. But the four, again, are venue, date, guest list, and budget. Rate those things. Talk about which ones are your top priorities and which ones you're flexible on. And then, in general, that usually leads to a conversation around those four building blocks and just some broad stroke ideas about what you want in each of those scenarios. So starting with date and venue, because those are the fun ones, we'll talk about guest list and budget in other episodes. But I would say, starting with your date, you know, is there a season you're thinking about? Is there a, you know, a date in particular when you look through on the calendar, you want it to be on a Saturday and you don't like the number 13 or whatever it is? Is there a season you have in mind? Usually people talk about their jobs, when it's best for them to be able to take vacation. Um, Maybe you have a busy season that you can't take work off. So that can also be a factor as well as weather. If you're going to have an outdoor wedding, you know, and, and your area has better weather in a certain season, that might also be a factor. And venue. There are lots of different venues. You can have a venue that you rent you know, a wedding venue that includes different things. Um, A lot of wedding venues may include tables and chairs. They may even include food. Is that what you want? Or do you want to do more of a venue that you get to build your own package of alcohol and food and food trucks and have more flexibility in that department? You can also talk about private property, parks, or other common areas that you might want to rent out or look into as an alternative to a traditional wedding venue. And do you want it to be local or in general, you know, where is this wedding going to take place? Is it going to be in your town that you're living in or your hometown or your partner's hometown? Or is it going to be a destination that's new or sentimental to you as a couple? And so those are some dream exercises that you guys can do together. I hope that you, you know, can pause this and talk more about things that are exciting to you. And then really my advice for couples beginning their wedding planning journey is to leave it there. Go ahead and cut yourself off. Make sure that you don't spend all of your time beginning to worry and obsess about the details. Really spend some time in that establisher phase. We're going to talk about some other elements of wedding planning before you make those big decisions if you haven't already. 
um, and know when to call it, know when to say, okay, we're kind of starting to fatigue or one of us is starting to fatigue on this conversation um, and make sure that you are staying in happy, happy dreamland. That is where you're supposed to be at the beginning of wedding planning and don't let yourself get overwhelmed by your Google searches or your Pinterest boards. Feel free to make a Pinterest board. I actually think they are very helpful in communicating your vision to other members of your family. Um, if you are having trouble getting your way, usually showing someone a Pinterest photo is a good way to show them that it looks good. Go ahead and start dreaming, pinning, um, Googling a little bit. Um, but for now, I think you're off to a good start and we will catch you next time on Let's Plan Your Wedding Podcast. Oh, hey there. Thanks so much for listening to this podcast. I have a quick little announcement. I'm looking for recently engaged couples to feature on this show. Season four will be coming out in a little while and it will feature real world wedding couples sharing their journey from the entire wedding planning process. Interviews will be easy and virtually recorded. If you're interested in being featured or you know someone who just got engaged who might be interested, please shoot me an email. It's listed in the show notes for this episode. Happy planning.